Hello and welcome to the Nutmeg Podcast, a version of the Scottish football magazine for your ears. I'm Daniel Gray and this is the Player Takeover. In this series, I'm joined by a number of footballers and football types to discuss what matters to them in an honest and open Nutmeg fashion. This time, Clyde centre-half Peter Grant has brought along his brother and teammate Raymond and their dad, also Peter, the former Celtic player and coach at Norwich and West Ham, among others. The Nutmeg podcast is sponsored by Orion, Scotland's sports performance centre. Deepest thanks to them and to our Patreon supporters. Have a look at patreon.com slash nutmegfc and get behind us in exchange for goodies from just three quid a month. The newest issue of our print magazine, number 25, is out now and is a corker. See nutmegmagazine.co.uk to get yours. The small things in life never ever have changed. They know respect, manners, and that was the only thing I always used to say to them. That's the only thing I expect you to have. Nothing else. Nothing else. Everything else is a bonus. But you have them. Wherever you go, you make sure you turn up. And see, when you turn up again, people are glad to see you there. Or, hello, how are you doing? I want to speak to you. I said, because that means more than anything. So whatever football club you've been at, and you go back, and they're all delighted to see you, that means more than anything. So never ever leave in bad terms with anybody, you know. If you've got something to say, that means everyone's not going to be perfect. You're going to have fallouts, you know. But at the end of the day, when people welcome you back, it means you've always respected them, showed them manners. You've never been not always agreed with them, you know. But that's life, you know. That's that's football and life in general. But I'm very, very proud of that and the respect that. And that, that's what I'm more happy as that the, the respect and the manners that they have. And people always say, what do you? And I say, they two things for me were always the most important thing mm-hmm. and loving their mum <laughs> that's what most important yeah, you know yeah, loving yeah, their yeah. mum so they had to do that so that was so important and I'm very proud of that the football that's been a sideshow in the respect of that you know that's, I've been very fortunate to watch both of them have successes Peter obviously scored in the cup final which is not very often when you look back at the record books he'll be in the record books obviously it was a massive day for him and Raymond having a couple of promotions you know fantastic for him um, and as I say, the things you probably like myself, you don't realise it. It stops. You know, you look back, you think, "Oh, that was okay." Or people tell you about it because people tell me more about things than I remember. You know, what happened in my career? Can you remember this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember that because I was never one because I was always focused on the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, once I'd finished one day, it was all about what did I do the next day. Whether I played one game, was it about the next game? You know, I never ever look back and say, and if somebody asks me a question about a particular thing, well, I couldn't tell you, it's about the next one, you know. And then once they started speaking, I could bring it back like that. You know, I could remember it, of course. But um, it was so, so important that I focused on that way. And probably sometimes to the detriment, you know, and that's why I say to the boys at times, maybe in along the road different for me, that you enjoy it at times as well. When I wasn't, I was very much single-minded and focused that if I was champion one day, and they won the league or whatever, I was out running the next, which was probably not the right thing to do because I was all consumed with it, you know what I mean? That was my life. And you realise, you know, maybe that's where it got me so far in the respect of it. I probably would love to have enjoyed it more, you know, and done things away from it that little bit that I could enjoy it even more um, because but I was all consumed with it, probably still to this day. Like me and Remy had seven different schools. 
like my dad mentioned about my mum and that, very much the overprotection about, I think it was maybe down to, because we did move about so much, so you talk about like sleepovers and all that, and just going round to your pal's house for school and that for, I don't know, a, a lunch, a, a bit of lunch or a bit of dinner and whatever, like this, the little stuff like that, my mum was like, you know what I mean, you know, but, so we were predominantly surrounded for knee-high adults, so that's probably what's helped me and Remy from a young age where mixing with different people, whether it's going to different schools and whatever, not being, you know, it's like a, a, a young kid starting school for the first time, timid and quite shy to try and make pals and whatever, but we were comfortable, not in a, a an arrogant way where like we were bouncy bouncy, but if we were in a conversation with someone, you know what I mean, if it was even someone couple of years older than us or even an adult, you know, we would be able to hold a conversation from a young age. So those those positives were the childhood was different to the normal because we're moving about so much. But from the flip side, I wouldn't have changed it in a way where because we were ingrained to kinda grow up quicker in terms of how to deal with people and how to have you know how to you know the respect level with different people and whole conversations, be able to talk to people instead of being typical youngsters or it would be one more dancers. No. Yes. You know, so that was good in a way where we could mix with people from a young age. And to be fair, me and Remy were glued to the hip all the time anyway, still are, but to a sense where, you know, we've got the same friendship group. You know, we've always had that because it's always between, it's always 99% being wherever we go, me and Remy, me and Remy, da da da. So that's been a plus from, you know, from just general life where we've been able to mix with people very, very quickly. And, you know, like you said about whether they're older than us or not. We're still waiting about whole conversations from youngsters and all that kind of stuff. So that's been the positive kind of with all that kind of hustle and bustle moving about and having different, you know, not being able to settle for until we went to Norwich really at high school. You know, that's been the positive outcomes in that respect from a life point of view, you know what I mean, as well. Never mind from obviously from the, the, the football point of view. You know? So I suppose a, a child of a footballer and a football coach is like a, an armed forces child in some ways because they, you move around when your dad's job change. And do you, do you have memories of that? It's interesting because that's a downside, but you've t- there, yeah. there are good things that have come out of it. But do you have memories of, yeah. of moving and too, or are you too young really? Probably to be fair, like I just, the clearest one's probably Norwich because when we got to Norwich, Pete was just starting the period of choosing his options for his exams then. So... And then by the time he chose his, done his GCSEs and was ready to leave school, I was starting mine's one was like, we can't move. Mm. So going back, obviously, as we've made clear, like my mum sacrificed a lot in that sense, as as is my dad for us, like going away, working and stuff. But in terms of moving, I never, I never personally felt, oh, here we go again. Maybe just because you're used to it. But I never like, it was never like, oh, I'd wish... I wish I could just stay in one school, I wish I just had, like, ask my group of friends or whatever, because I didn't know any different. So if you don't know any different, you're not going to miss anything that you've not had. Um, But in terms of the upbringing that I had, like, I couldn't have... I know people go, that must have been tough or whatever. I couldn't have really wished for a better upbringing. Like, I absolutely loved it, like, going to see different places. And I think I always look at it now where if I had had the opportunity, whether, whether it was within work, with football, with coaching, whatever. If I had an opportunity to go live abroad, I think that's the only thing left I need to tick off. Um, so, I'd, but I think I'd look forward to that rather than dread it because I've had the experience, okay, it's been within the one country near enough um, because I can't really remember moving from Scotland down to England. So everything I've been moving has been within England. 
it sort of puts me in a good position now. If I was to go to another country or live, I'd embrace it, I'd look forward to it because I feel in that sense, you, people will always talk about like if they're from that specific place and you're like, oh, for instance, what's Glasgow like? Like, oh, Glasgow's all right. But they probably take it for granted because they've been there. Whereas for me, I'm coming up, I'm going to Stirling, I'm going Edinburgh, I'm going Glasgow, and I probably think, oh, this is brilliant, there's loads to do here. Whereas they're like, oh, yeah, but I've been doing that for 20 years, so they don't really appreciate it. I think that's just life. Like When you're used to having something, you don't appreciate it as much. And I think that's what my upbringings gave me. I always appreciate everything because you don't really know how long it's going to be there. Your dad talked about him and your mum worrying about you did you ever worry about him especially when he was a manager and you you go along and you've played for him indeed but and you hear fellas in the crowd shouting at him and stuff does, does that work both ways yeah I, I, I absolutely i mean I, I more so when you were younger you know i mean when we first moved to norwich it was when obviously when we left uh, essex when i was at west ham and you know you got the opportunity to go to norwich as, as, as the manager um, obviously starting uh, yeah that would have been me starting high school probably for the, yeah maybe a year into high school or, or first year whatever it was um, and listen again even for though I was I was young at the time I was wise enough to know oh, I could get a bit of stick here you know good bad and different you know even if they're flying top of the league in the championship like I thought I'm still going to get something you know of some sort of way because I knew Norwich being Norwich Everybody, it's such a close knit city. You know, I mean, it's not like a London. You know, it's a city where everybody kind of knows everybody in a weird yeah, way. If and, you they understand. I mean, and they all support <laughs> Norwich, and it's a even it's a fantastic fan base. You know, what I mean, as well. So ninety five percent of them won't support a Man United or Liverpool. I mean, Norwich, Norwich, Norwich. So for us going to school, you know, you were kind of even for young. You thought, will they get? Will the boys kind of take to you? Or would they look at you as off? Oh, that's Norwich managers, and sure as fate, it was. Oh look, there's the the Norwich managers boys in that cup, you know that that, that kind, yeah, type of thing. And listen, there was a period for the first couple of months where it was tough, and that I was getting a bit of stick off a particular boy and all that kind of stuff and whatever. And you know it got you know quite deep in that to be fair, you know, and it was tough. Look, didn't want to go to school, didn't want to this and that, you know. So that's an experience where it was you know where it's tough and. You know, from a, from a school point of view, but if you're going back to obviously when you're going to the games and whatever, and listen, you know, it did it did hurt us obviously if maybe it didn't get a result at the weekend and all that. But if you know if it went on and went on, you know, what I mean, and it was it, it, you know we felt it as well because you know how much obviously dad and that put into the training and and obviously the preparation. Listen, we wouldn't see him during the week and that Dan, especially at Norwich and that like you know like dad's already touched on. Going to watch games, it would take him three hours just to go there, just to go on one journey, never mind the return, because of where it's situated in, in the country. So, you know, it, it did take its toll, you know. And then fast forward coming up here, of course, whenever, you know, under a bit of, you know, a, a bit of pressure or a results not going well, you feel it. You know what I mean? It's like the same with the way my mum and dad would feel with me and Remy. You know, if we don't get results off, maybe... But if I'm playing individually, you know, poor performance, you know, they they'll see the strain on me. Think, God, you know, when when is it going to turn the corner? So it's, it's not nice. You feel the you know, you're living as if you're the manager in that as well because because everybody's so invested in each other's you know work with it and that you know and you feel it. You know, it is not it's not nice. You, you can't get away from it. It's extra 
especially up here now because my dad is, so he will get that extra bit, you know, whether he was Al or with them family or whatever. So um, you do feel like you love it, you feel the pain in that as well, but you feel it even more because you know how much you'll put in it, you know what I mean? And you think, when is it actually going to turn? You know what I mean? Because surely it's got to turn at some point and that kind of stuff, so you do feel it in that, but at the end of the day, we do know, and we, we know that it can turn as well. We know when it has been great, listen, the experiences and that, that me and Remy have had, there's been the Carlin Cup finals, FA Cup finals, the absolute privilege of going to Premier League stadiums and going to Upton Park for so many years and that, you know, the promotions he's had, obviously with West Ham, Bournemouth, you know, you name it, their experiences and that, that you think, wow, like, you can't get any more lucky here as a young boy that like your dad's actually doing that. You're meeting all these A-star footballers down the year, coaches, managers, you think, you know, that's a dream. You know, I mean, an absolute dream and privilege. But at the same time, as much as it can be absolutely the best thing in the world, which is, we know, like we said, we spoke about there, when you do get the stick and the criticism and all that, and it is your dad, you know what I mean? You don't look at this if oh, dad, the manager, it's your dad, and you think, why is someone talking about this? When you're a young boy, you're like, why is someone talking to my dad like that? Why is fans speaking to my dad like that? You get upset, you know what I mean, and all that, and then, you know, so it's, it is tough, especially when, it, and that it goes back to what my dad was saying, they're consuming again, because, because we're only young boys though, we're not adults at the time, yeah. it's like, well, how do me and Remy take it? You know, we don't know how to talk to each other about it because we're only kids, we're just like, oh, right, okay. You know what I mean? You just take it and you do get upset. And But that's but now, as you get older, you think, even as adults now, when Dad's been in management, you think, that is part and parcel of it. You know, you need to dust yourself and just keep battering away at it yeah. as long as you're in the industry. You know I think I mean? even, like, as a young boy, when you're at school and that, like, regardless, like, you could win every game, you should as a manager, but you know what kids are like, they'll always want to say something just to provoke, mm. like there'll always be that one kid that will just, and to be fair, I was, I probably didn't really find it as tough then, like at school, the way Pete obviously did, like I was quite lucky in that sense, but I, th- I feel like there's always someone going to say something, so it's like, it's sort of like an expectation it gets to the stage where you're just expecting something, and that's when obviously previous experience you can handle it because you're like well I knew that was coming anyway or you're only here because your dad and I'm thinking that was well, the classic shout you know, but it's like one of the ones I'm thinking well, I, wish, I wish I could get a move then to West Ham then or whatever you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean like that'd be ideal you know what I mean no disrespect like I'm part time at Clyde like I, I wish I could have went to West Ham then and you just sort of like laugh it off and whatever I think even coming back up the road, I don't know how Pete was when he came up to Falk, it was like I was coming back up and obviously predominantly a lot of the boys either Celtic or Rangers fans, so you walk in the change room and obviously just purely because I'm Peter Grant's son, it was, they probably didn't know how to take me, they didn't know, they probably assumed that I was going to be arrogant, this and that, and then after two weeks, honestly, like, everyone was brand new, but you're thinking... I maybe understand, like, if I wasn't, you know, son of somebody that's had a career in football or whatever, maybe I'd have the same mentality and the same mindset going, oh, I bet such and such a son's going to be arrogant, I bet he's going to have himself or whatever. So it's like one of them ones, you can't actually get too disheartened with it because that's just what people expect. That's unfortunately just the way society is. But once they get to know you and that, and I think if you have your own personality and you dig speaking about respect and having manners, they go... 
it doesn't really leave them anywhere to think other than you. Well, do you know what? He's respectful whether I still like him or don't like him. Doesn't really bother me, but if someone said to me, like, he's respectful, don't particularly like him, you're not really that bored because you can't please everyone. You know what I mean? If someone likes you don't or doesn't like you just because who your dad is, like you don't really want to be associated <laughs> with that person anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. So but as it has its look like, there's no doubt that it's gave us many experiences that we never would have had. As Pete mentioned, you're going to Upton Park, Premier League games, the atmosphere there, you're watching people like Teddy Sheringham and that, like Carlos Tevez and you're thinking, I'll never now you look back and you think, I'll never experience anything like that again. Like it's fantastic. And even having the opportunities done, like Dad used to take us into me and me into training, and we go over. We me and me would go over and like one of the far pitches and like the academy pitches if they went on it. Well, they were obviously doing the, the first team sessions. We having to stay well away. You know what I mean? And you just think like, or every you know the opportunities a bit. You know we just go and sit in the office and that with them and that when he was when they were talking like about. I mean you know talking about Morgan and that. You know, I remember one time me and Raymond were up visiting, obviously, every, at West Brom. Like, Dad's house was just across the road for the training ground and that, so you could literally walk, literally walk to training and that. Like, So, we would, Dad would go in there, obviously, crack a dawn and whatever, but me and Raymond would just say, look, come over at the security and whatever, you know what I mean? And, like, I'll tell, so they knew we were coming in. So, we would go over just for training, start and sit in the ball and whatever and watch the training. And then after, we'd go and sit in the lunch and all that and see the players walking passion and whatever, like, to, like, you know, just giving you a, wee, a bit of banter and all that and you just think, like, and then going and sitting in, if Dad and that were sitting in with Tony and that doing the match stuff, but like at the time you just think, this is just a like you know what I mean? Like what other opportunity, what other thing may have you got a chance to come in and do this? Like this is just like absolutely the best thing that could ever happen. You know what I mean? So you know they're the things that you think couldn't be any luckier, couldn't have, couldn't be any more privileged than that with having those opportunities and that. But like Remy said there, when I didn't really have that one where. I felt people were looking at me as if what personality he is he going to have. Remy felt that obviously at Clyde, which I was quite surprised about, even when, like, you know, coming up because Remy came into the dressing room along with young Chris McStay, Paul's boy. So maybe it was because both of them joined Clyde together and it was Peter Grant, Paul McStay. Maybe the players then thought, what's these two going to be like? You know what I mean? But the the two of the nicest boys, manners wise, that you could ever meet, you know? And even now, when. Uh, even at play against Raymond, that the boys that I've had teammates and that would say, oh, what, what, a, uh, what a lad, uh, your brother, and that is, and that, and you know, you'll say it, and then you know, whatever. But that's like the biggest compliment. And I'd rather be, me and Raymond will say as well, and that, like, I'd rather all day long them turn around and say, oh, what a guy Raymond is, or what a guy Peter is, and whatever, over good football of him. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, that takes presence over. Being a good defender, being a good midfielder, whatever like that. See if I'm no, like, or me and Raymond known as like, oh, listen, they're good guys. Then I'd take that all day long over the footballer type thing. You know what I mean? Because that's the way we've been brought up. You know the manners and that point of view and that that if we're if we've got that, you know what I mean, to the maximum in that manners, respect and whatever. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd take that all day. Then been over the good football and that. You know what I mean? That's what the way we've been brought up in that. You know what I mean? So, um, but again, that takes. Again, even with the stick and that that you get, but coming back up to Glasgow the first time when I did at Falkirk, sometimes when even it was good to have that lending on with my dad because my dad was giving me that. Listen, this is what you'll be coming up against when you got up the road here. I was only twenty at the time when I joined Falkirk, so but with Rangers win the league at the time, so there was obviously going to be a little bit of hubble bubble when I was playing Rangers for the first time in that. So dad would give me the heads up and say, for instance, listen, 
the Sun will probably want to speak to you, or Falkirk TV will probably want to speak to you leading up to the game, just say, I'm not speaking about Rangers, because they'll probably try and twist what I'm going to say about the game, even though I'm just going to be talking about Falkirk, but they'll try and make out that I've said something about Rangers, because it's Peter Grant, you know what I mean? So it was good in a way that we've had the experience of leaning on Dad, when obviously Ramey came up a couple of years after me to join Clyde, and obviously I was the first one to come up, so we've got that guidance to say, look, this is what you'll face, this is what you'll face, you know, just be, you know, you know, just have your wits about them with these guys and that because they'll try and come on you in that. So, um, so no, it's been good in that respect that we've had that heads up in that, especially coming back up here because it is completely different. You know, been down in England because you do get away with it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know. Do you have any reflections on anything you've heard there? No, it's interesting. You know, when they're kids, you you know they're going to school and when things are good, it's like everything else. People enjoy it. You know. I think you're always concerned. You're you're the father first, and you? you know you're always the father. So it doesn't matter. But you know results on a Saturday tell you how the boys are going to be treated at school on the Sunday, the Monday. That, that's for sure. There's no getting away from that. Whether it's because the kids will be whether Norwich supporters, West Brom, you name it. You know whatever school we went to. But predominantly, with most of my management side of it I was probably in Norwich if you know what I mean so we'd been in London but they were at that stage it wasn't too bad but because when Peter was going to the high school we thought that's where we're going to make base you know there'll be no moving for them I'll do the rest of the moving now we'll keep a solid base here for the next few years and that's what we've done a fantastic place fantastic people you know as you say because it's an, an, an area where predominantly 90% 95% are Norwich supporters which is great you know and um, but sometimes you, you forget a little bit, you get wrapped up with yourself, you know, sometimes you think, should I have stayed away a little bit further out, you know, for them, you know, so they didn't need to go to a school with that intensity. But a place like Norwich is difficult to live outside, if you understand what I'm saying, you know, it's, it's a wee bit more difficult. And I, I mean even during the good times, because the good times are great, but you don't really enjoy them as a manager. It's great for the kids and the respect of that. They maybe get a bit of respite. But I would hate to think they were getting into school nervous or thinking, well, my dad lost at the weekend. I'm going to be getting a bit of criticism. And you don't really think of that at a particular time when you're taking a particular job because they're young, you know. Um, but when you realise that, the hurt that they've had to go through, and you know they're going through, but what do you try and do? Because unfortunately, the jobs I've been predominantly and have been all been high profile in the respect to that. So there's no hiding place um, in the respect to that. Um, so coming along with that, everybody says, "Oh, that's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant." People forget you're a human and you've got life away from it. And whatever happens in the football, and unfortunately, no matter how many times you'll say it, listen, try and divorce that from that. It doesn't, you know, it does get put together and there will be somebody's going to say something whether you're walking down the street whether you're in the shop whether you're at school as kids I just hope they were never judged on it you know they didn't feel that I wish my dad wasn't doing that because this is terrible what I'm going through here and if they did they played a very good game in the respect to that because they never came in from school and thought no maybe Peter as I say eh, because you go and you're, you're younger you know when you're the oldest one of the two you maybe take it a little bit more because you're starting to realise certain things. But, but I was never that bad, you know. I was very res much respectful of uh, Norwich and they were very respectful of me, so I was very... There was no no two-way. There was never a criticism where you go, oof, this is over the top sort of thing. So it was never that way. But I'm sure when they go to games, it's like me watching their games. You know, people will be shouting something at them, 
you know, or whatever, good, bad, or indifferent, some of the opposition will be shouting because of who they are, you know. Um, there's nothing I can do about that, you know. They're, they're big enough and ugly enough to understand that that's part of the reasoning behind it. And if they couldn't handle it, I'm sure they wouldn't be in that job long enough, you know. But I've coached against both of them. I, I've managed Raymond, you know, so I've tried to divorce that when we've played them. I think anybody will see that, that Peter's been happy when they've beaten us, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I know he's feeling in it because it's your dad and it's difficult. It's a difficult one, that, you know, because you're turning up. How does Lorraine feel on that, you know? And I tried to divorce myself for that week in the respect of that, you know, because you're thinking... She always wants her son to do exceptionally well and win and be happy and whatever. But then she's got her husband <laughs> playing against her. <laughs> you know, so what do you want, you know, sort of thing? Because that's your job's on the line every week when you're a manager. So you know that. So it's, sometimes you, you get wrapped up in your own job. And I think sometimes that's what you've got to be careful as a coach or a manager. You're thinking about yourself. And that's why we made, as I say, making Norwich our home for the, the long period we did. We made that, that's going to be it for the next period of time till the boys come out of school. Then Peter left home at 18, I think it was, 17, 18. That was Peter when he started moving. Peter Brown playing his football and, you know, and then he went on that journey. Then Raymond went away and it, we found it difficult, you know, uh, when they weren't there. But more so for his mum because I was still working. So Lorraine was left in Norwich on her own. Raymond could be up in Scotland, Peter would be Plymouth, whatever, you know, so... Then that's when you realise, because we were so close together, I was always happy because I knew the two boys with their mum, all of a sudden, because they were growing wings in the respect of that, and their careers were taking them in different routes. And then that's when I get a wee bit more concerned because their mum was on their own. But when they're younger, you never obviously hope that the criticism or praise, they don't get carried away by either or, because we had very much success as well, you know, getting promotions and... Um, obviously these sort of things and winning cups and whatever but you never want to get carried away with that so they never did and I was very blessed in the respect of that they, they were very much on an even keel throughout their lifetime even though doors got open for them in the respect of getting to cup finals you know and my biggest pleasure was getting to the European final to watch Manchester United against Barcelona at Wembley because it's the first time we'd probably been to a big occasion that we could enjoy together even though I'd been to FA Cup finals and League Cup finals and whatever, but it was one that I could actually sit next to them, enjoy, and it was an unbelievable game, obviously. And um, But that was one of the, the best days for me because it was something I could actually go and sit and the, the result on the pitch didn't affect anything that was going to happen, mm -hmm. that the three years could just sit there and yeah. enjoy the spectacle for what it was. And that, that was a, a special moment that goes back to you because all these bigger, other bigger occasions... I was never sitting next to them. Yes, they were coming on the pitch after to celebrate, whatever, but it was never the same as sitting through that and sitting with them side by side. As you say, you're taking your daughter and that to the games, now you'll know yourself what it's like. It's a great feeling. And I never had that really with them because I was always working at the games they were coming to watch or I was going to watch them playing. So, but, but to actually have that time together away for a different occasion was, was smashing. I really enjoyed that. And probably that's the biggest thing you'll enjoy more than anything when you get that time together because on the big occasions I've had I've never been able to enjoy it with them mm. during that 90 minutes or whatever yeah I'd never, you know? I'd never thought because all of my great football moments and I have been few as a Borough fan believe yeah. it or not I've been with, <laughs> always with my dad my dad always next to me but of course you don't, you, you haven't had well, that well you think you went yeah. you, know, you, 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 you uh, Villa Park in the semi-final 
Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, 1-0, was it? Yeah, Marlon Herwood, yeah, yeah. when we got to Liverpool, the 3-3 final. Yeah. You know, it was a great game, you know, and it was a fantastic day. But yet again, it's an occasion that everybody enjoys. But then you get up to say, did you enjoy the game? <laughs> After everyone's finished, you know what I mean? Sort of thing. And as you say, when you're sitting with your dad watching the game, you're sitting there and you're getting the moments. Yeah, and having the whole you day. Know, and, and you're having that, that yeah. moment next to each other. If it's a goal scored, you're jumping up, hugging each other. I was, we have never been re- never really in that position. But if I had been to watch, I've been with Pete to watch Remy, or I've been with Remy to watch Pete. You know, it's never been that three together. And it, I can understand Lorraine in that. If Pete plays well and wins, he's happy. If Remy loses but plays well, he's no happy, you know. If I lose, I'm no happy. And it's very difficult to try and get three years to have a, <laughs> the, 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 the correct result yeah. on a Saturday. So Lorraine's always feeling a wee bit down for Sunday. Or the one that's won is supposed to be enjoy it, doesn't enjoy it because the other two has not a great day. You know, so there are these things that people don't think about, but that's what family is, you know. I mean, that's what family is. And as I say, special moments, but... As I say, I'd have been just disappointed. I think probably that would have been the thing, the more annoying thing for me if I'd have been sitting back there thinking the boys couldn't go to school. And I think we were blessed in that respect that the boys were treated very well, wherever they've been, you know. People have been very respectful of them in, in that, that respect, you know. So, of course, football will come along with your father getting stick. More so probably now, I think, because you've got the internet and whatever. I think if they do social media and that now, I think it'd be a lot more difficult you know, I, I'm, I was never social media. It wasn't really about when I was um, as a player. You know, so I don't know how they maybe they felt then if I was more of a player now and never grown up watching criticism or whatever, how difficult it must be. And that's why I think people should be careful of what they're saying because forget the footballer, forget the football manager. You know, remember, it's a human being with family. You know, it's not just affecting him. Yeah, you can give him a bit of criticism, but it affects everybody around about them. And I think that's something we have to be very careful of. And we know that's part of life. You know, that's, yeah. Somebody will say something on Saturday they don't really mean, but you still hear it. As you say, if you get 99 people telling you, fantastic, and you get the one guy that says you were this or that, that's the one guy that will stick in your mind. <laughs> that one guy you'll hear is the one guy you'll stick in your mind. And I think if just people are a wee bit more careful of that at times then the world would be a better place never mind football yeah perfectly put and going back a few minutes I think there was an elbow on Mark Schwarzer in that semi-final <laughs> <laughs> I tried over that one quite well I, <laughs> I knew there'd be some excuse that's football <laughs> understanding that really I mean like Remy said earlier like we've had players teammates and all that that'll wind us up and all that say oh what a life and that you have had and all that kind of stuff and listen they ain't wrong you know I mean like so so privileged you know I mean the luckiest guys in the world and that the way we've been brought up and the opportunities that we've had obviously with obviously the experiences and that we've had and you know couldn't be any like you know we regard ourselves as the luckiest guys in the world and that you know I mean fact you know I mean um, and the way and the appreciation we have towards it and that you know it it goes through the roof but it's you know obviously for you know there's loads of other kind of football and families and that as fans and all that that might look at it and go like you know everything's all rosy and that and like we spoke on the last one that they might think oh it's it is all rosy all the time and that and it's just like plain sailing and all that but listen it's 
it's far from it in terms of listen the ups and that and the highs and that are absolutely through the roof like the best things ever but you do have the opposite side of in that as well like dad was mentioning there the the criticism side of it like this you know we are humans at the same time you do have you do have a life away from the job and that as well you know what i mean then through when you do get the stick and the criticism it does affect in that you know what i mean it does have its it's moments in that where it does it, it does wear you and you think I could do with it this and that you know and it does it gets to the point in that where you think you know enough's enough of this you know what I mean but you know it's it, the ups and downs of it and that that's what makes it amazing and that at the same time and that as well you know and it's, and like we said you know the last time we spoke about the perception that you as a fans have when you're watching the game and that and seeing uh, obviously when the players and that going through the fantastic times whatever it is brilliant but when you are going through the tough ones and it's just how quickly it flips you know and it's like a light switch where like criticism 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 you know what I mean and they don't realise when the fans won't realise well when they go away for it it doesn't just they don't just hear it at the ground Yeah. you know what I mean it does go back into their family life and that as well and it does affect and it will could then end up affecting the whole week you know because you think the guys that have got kids and that you know like dad would have had it obviously playing up here Saving they lose the old firm game, or a Celtic Rangers game, you know. Um, back then, coming back in that, mum and dad couldn't go out for a bite to eat, you know. That's where we're going. That, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, and the stuff that, like, you know, the stories that dad and dad would say to me and Ramey, because we obviously we love talking about it and that, but, you know, to go to think, but say, I don't think I'm going for a bite to eat in that the night, whether it's, like dad said there, even if they won, because you know they'd all be out still coming for the game because listen it was the biggest thing you know of that that month that game and that's what everybody would be out and whatever like, regardless if they beat Rangers 5 nothing, they'd probably just stay in the house because they'd still get stick so he couldn't go and enjoy it so they're the things in that I think other people don't realise that at that level and at that you know when you're putting on that you know they, they have to stay in you couldn't take us out for like a family meal and whatever or meet the other family and that and go and enjoy it because there would be that one person maybe two and that that would just you know, just can enjoy their dinner, can they sit down in that? So that's the the limits and the levels and that you can get to in that. And that, you know, some people don't realise that. You know what I mean? And it is, you know, it's human it, nature. It is, but it's it, human you know? nature, which we never, we, we always experienced. We were very fortunate. I think we were always the boys were very much aware. You know, what we were involved in. You know, um, and I think was trying to enjoy it as much as that was probably impossible because you didn't really enjoy it because I was, as I said earlier, you were always wor- worried about next week now. Mm-hmm. Even if you'd done well that week, it's about next week now, I've got to continue that, continue that, continue that, continue that. And that was the way I was. I never had a release valve, you know. So all you were interested in, people say, why do you stay in the game? It is the best for supporters and I like. I never went to England, I was 32. And I've been down in England for 25 years now, you know, so... I'd never have thought I'd have been across the road, you know what I mean? Never mind out of Glasgow, I thought I'd been away for five minutes, you know, and I'd been back up the road. But as you say, with 25 years, so it was a different learning experience for me completely, you know, going to different places and different stadiums, playing against different players, completely different. But I was always known as Peter Granty Celtic, no matter where I turned up, you know, outside every stadium I went to, there was always people turning up to sign, with a sign of those Celtic pictures that still happens to this day, you know, when you turn up. And there, there's things that, we talk about the negative sides of it, but it gave us so much in the respect of that, you know. And that's why I'm thinking the things we couldn't buy was the respect that you always try to 
make sure that you give other people, you know, in the manners, you know, which you always ask. And I think that was more important for us. And I think to this day, I think that's probably the thing that's kept us the strongest during the difficult times, you know, because we know how each other's bounce, you know how to give each other that five minutes, you know, each other's suffering, you know, you're always trying to look out for each other because you never think everything's brilliant, you know, what's the matter with you, because we know how it suffers. And we've all been there for different reasons, whether it's Peter or Amy with bad injuries, really bad injuries or whatever, you know. But as an individual, how does it work? And it's no easy. And it's not easy, and that's why for these young boys now, they do. I know they get the help for the football clubs and whatever. I think it's so, so important for them. But as a football player, there's a lot of time on your own. And that's my concern for some of them. You know, if they're not married, if they're young, is just the fact that there's a lot of time spent on their own now. So you have to be careful, especially with these social medias and all these sort of things now. I think it's so important that everybody says, ah, we're all, no, it doesn't bother me. I've never, never seen a guy that doesn't bother, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how long you've been in the game, you know, and we've got to understand that. But it is slightly different now, as I say, with so many games on television. For every league in the world, you know, everything's analysed and scrutinised. Sometimes you've got to say to the guys that's talking about it, listen, do you understand what you've just said there? <laughs> you know what I mean? And as punters, we know what we're going to do in the heat at the moment. We're going to say something negative or positive or whatever. Um, but the biggest thing for me is, remember they're human beings. You know, and that's the only thing we've always tried to do. They know part and parcel being involved in football, there's always there's a lot more criticism than there is praise. <laughs> that's fact, you know what I mean? Because if there's a 10-team league or a 30-team league, it doesn't matter, there's one winner. And the rest of them are perceived as losers, <laughs> you know, and that's the way it is, you know, no matter where you are. And that's the way we've been trying to... We've always been there for each other. I think that's the most important thing. Lorraine was the glue that held it all together because we were all over the place, but Lorraine was the one that tried to. And probably the latter years it was a wee bit easier because you'd FaceTime and whatever when you were walking away, whereas when I started out, that wasn't there. You were stopping 10p in the phone yeah. box, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. So that that's slightly different nowadays. But as I say, we've had great enjoyment, fantastic times, great great highs and obviously devastating lows at times. You have good times as managers, as players, as coaches, and I'm sure the boys would say the same. They'll have some fantastic memories that they'll that you'll remember from a dressing room. And I think if you, you, you talk to the people you talk to, the dressing room is, why do these multi-millionaire managers still want to manage? Because you can't replace that drug. You know, that is their drug. You know, you get into a training ground at 6.30 in the morning and no leaving till hours of the morning. That's what we're all like because... We can't replace that. The closest we can get to the dressing room and can't play anymore, you know. So when you're in it, enjoy every moment of it. It's difficult. It has a hard time, but it's a fantastic, fantastic life. But if I was giving advice to young ones, make sure you've got something to run along with outside football because it's so important that you keep your mind clear and that you've got something to do when you've got a lot of that spare time because I think that's very, very clear. That You know, that would definitely take some of the issues I see because there's a lot of young boys getting a hell of a lot of money as a young player, and then within two years, they're finding themselves unemployed, you know, and that's the ones we've got to worry about, especially nowadays, you know, so I'm fortunate enough, I've been there at, at times to say I've went through, but these guys have gone through, and that's been fortunate, you know, in the respect to that, and they're going through things that they'll say to me, Dad, but you've got to remember, you told us this, and I think, oh yeah, and that gives me a wee bit, okay, yeah, you're right, you know, sort of thing, so we've always tried to share that amongst each other, which... Hopefully, sometimes we can enjoy a Saturday night together. We've all been successful on that particular yeah. day. And even now, obviously, the plus now, like for me, anyway, I don't know if Amy feels about it, but I was playing together. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like I said to you a couple of weeks ago when we spoke, you know, you, I mean, for mum and dad, and that must be brilliant, and that for them, and that, but from like a, a brother point of view, knowing that you're playing professionally now in the same team as you're, you're like, amazing, like, you know what I mean? Because you always think, oh, I'd be brilliant to never do that, but you think, well, it might not ever happen, because, you know, it's, you know, it always takes up different paths for each other and that. But Dad mentioned about the dress room and that, you know, we're going in a, in a dress room of us three times a week now. It's brilliant. Turn up to train your senior brother and that, yeah. playing the same team, trying to get points together. He's playing in front of you, just in front. They're the moments in that you think, yeah. you know what I mean? That, that, that Do you feel transported of... back to being a little boy? It's you two again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's, 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 it's a funny thing. That is, that's the only time they played together. Yeah. If, you, if you believe it, ages, yeah, yeah, because of their ages, they never ever played in a team together, mm. you know. And that was interesting when some when somebody had phoned us and asked us about Peter and Raymond playing together. I said, Well, it's ironic, apart from out the back together, they never ever played. So to see them playing together is uh, surreal. It's not easy to watch, let me tell you. You know, it's not any easier to watch as a parent. It's not, not great going to watch the games because you're just hoping let's get through, no injuries, hopefully you do well, hopefully you win. That sort of thing. And then, as you say, the, you can put the kettle on for Lorraine phoning. How's the game went? Is it finished yet? Right. Did they both get through? No injury. All right, OK. So the only beauty is you can see both of them at the same time, but you're not looking at one or going to one's away game or one's home game. But as I say, most of the time I've been working anyway. You know, unfortunately, out of work, we're losing my job. But that was the, the beauty, you know, that you were always playing at the same time. So as their game was going on, your game was going on, so you, you weren't wrapped up by listening to the radios or watching the television to see results coming up. You know, so now with a bit of time in my hands, I go and see them uh, for my sins. So it gets an opportunity to see both of them together. Mm-hmm.